the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Chupacabras, the Draculas of the Goat World. My name's your personal pals, Dave. Hey, boys. Still laughing. We have Brick. Hola. Ah, uh, oh. And we have New American Nico. Hello. Hmm. Hi. Episode 201, coming off the rousing success of our 200th episode, uh, we're going to take a step back in the in the Wayback Machine and return to our hottest topic of all time, should you get an MFA? This was our, as we disclosed last time, our most popular, most downloaded episode. So we wanted to try and coast off that popularity and get some more listeners, I guess. But also it is worth discussing again because things have kind of changed. I mean, it's been a while since that discussion happened and there's been a pretty significant upheaval in higher education. So it's it's worth looking back on, on this topic and seeing things have changed now. You know, in a post-pandemic world, does that change or alter our guidance or our, our recommendations when it comes to going to MFA school or not? You know, things like affordability, and the marketplace and, and sort of who is getting published and for what are all interesting questions to raise when it comes to the idea of spending three years or so and a hundred or maybe more than that thousand dollars to get that degree. So last time discussion, uh, we came down pretty much no, I think, right? But maybe the answer was, was maybe a bit less no and more kind of like really think about it. And that there are certainly pros and cons, but that it really is going to depend on what you want to get out of it and what you like what you're going in thinking about the the sort of benefits of an MFA. So has the pandemic changed any of your perspectives at all? Do you have uh, are you even more stridently anti-MFA now or have you come around to it at all? I want to hear your your sort of evolving thoughts on this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you still say no, Brick. Why? I'm glad I had the experience, but I think as Dave has proven, you could have that experience without paying $100,000 for the absolutely useless degree. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I feel even more stronger. Really? How come? I just think the the uh, things things that we learn there and the way that it's taught, which seems to be kind of the dominant MFA style, which is basically like polish this fucking turd right. until, it's, until it sparkles, you know? And so instead of, you know, there's a lot of things about, you know, line line edits and word choice and like very granular kind of stuff and not a lot about like stories or what makes a good story and and i think that's backwards i feel like that's like story like learning to do to to make a story you you learn by mostly by writing as much as possible and i feel like mfas teach you to that writing takes a really long time and you have to polish everything and like you know go back to this and then you know i'll turn this in for another class and and that kind of thing and i mean we were in mf i was well i was there off and on for four years i think and i wrote part of one novel and then over the pandemic i wrote three novels in two years so it's like it's a different you know if you just have the time that's then, then I feel like just writing novels is a much better use of it than going to MFA school and getting kind of a bunch of people in your head about, you know, what they think is good. I, yeah, I don't know. Do you think that you would have written those three novels if the pandemic had happened in 2006 instead of 2020? Like, do you think that you're being older, having read more stuff in that, you know, 16 year span made that more possible? I don't think it's older or having read more stuff. I think it's just a different 
viewpoint and mm. and being less precious with it. I think pen, the mm. uh, the MFA makes you really precious with your writing, and you know you might you know you really agonize over it. Whereas I think what you need to do when you're learning is just do as much of it as you can and mm. and keep and just crank shit out until because like the I think what you learn most about about writing a novel is finishing a novel and then you and going back to it and and making it all kind of of a piece and that never happens in an MFA program like you literally never finish a novel you just write the beginning of you know of one two I don't six I probably I probably wrote the first three chapters of six different novels and then just you know that's the easiest part it's like yeah right you know you don't have to do the complications. You don't have to do the second act. And you don't have to do the third act to make it all make sense. Yeah. I don't think you learn much. Right. Break your news. I mean, I, so I, I feel like I learned a lot, but and my, my writing became significantly better having had that experience. But I agree. Like, I think most of what I learned was in spite of the expectations of the program or like in actively kind of working outside its bounds. Mm-hmm. Right. Where like, most of my experience was kind of resenting sitting in a room with some people that were like just doing a high school extension is what it felt like. Right. And learning basics, right. Or having us read things that are not ready for other people to be read. Right. And I'm sure I participated in that too, you know, and then the experience where I think I grew the most was that pushing me a little bit to like, this sucks. I'm going to do something better. Right. Or like, Hey, let's go, let's go somewhere else and talk like, critically right as opposed to this sort of sacred it was such a the thing that bothered me most about being in an mfa or it was that it was clearly a money-making machine right mm-hmm. and like they were not interested in telling someone who wasn't very good that right because then that person no. leaves and they don't pay the they don't pay the tuition anymore and like that that became very obvious very quickly right where it's like oh i can work my ass off and get an a plus or i can do next to nothing and get an A minus, right? And it's like, so none of this matters, right? And this is just, we're, we're paying to be here. And at that point, I, I was in it, right? And so I kept doing it. But I think in retrospect, I would, I think you can find that experience without the bill, right? Yeah. And, and I think it's probably harder to find, right? But, uh, you know, certainly it exists, right? There's, there's a way that you can find like-minded people who are interested in a thing. You can share your ideas. You can work, work through that stuff without, without having to do that. Right. And I I would have much rather get a different degree that was actually like, what's an MFA good for if you don't want to teach in higher ed next to nothing. Right. And even then in higher ed, I don't know if it's all that helpful anymore. Uh, maybe it is. You you might know Aaron, but compared to 15 years ago, does it still have the same value? I I don't know. It just depends on, on who's, looking at it you know at where i teach there are several mfas who who have uh, full-time teaching jobs and are really great you know effective teachers because of and in a lot of ways their workshop experience i think it makes you a better teacher especially writing but then there are people in the profession who look down at mfas and would want to hire only phds instead right people who have you know sort of literature backgrounds or, or rhetoric and composition backgrounds and that's there's like a, a prejudice there or a bias there which uh, i have had to confront in other ways in my career too which is frustrating so i don't know about that but i, I do think that you're right brick that, that you can find those communities of people in other places for less than a hundred thousand dollars but i would say that one of the benefits of mfa school of of some kind is that you don't 
have control over who you're talking to. And that can be frustrating, certainly. And, and, you know, part of the problem with Emerson, where we all went for our MFAs, was that they, you know, like you said, have a pretty open door for letting in people in to participate in the program, <laughs> uh, you might say. And probably, I mean, I would say I benefited from that. I probably shouldn't have been in MFA school, but I got in because they were accepting. But uh, there is a benefit to just having to work with that group and seeing what the perspectives are. If I had to find my own interest group and work from there, I might not get the same kind of exposure that I would if I had people who I maybe wouldn't want to talk to outside of class whose ideas are interesting. You know, there are people who I never was friends with who I actively despised in that program, but whose comments and workshops sometimes were very critical. And, and I found that to be helpful to be exposed to them, even though it also was unpleasant to be exposed to them. Right. I think the benefit of them is maybe best highlighted by the fact that the four of us are sitting here today together talking about it. Like, Brick, what you said about finding like-minded people it's like my main takeaway from that was the was that i mean that like i that sense of community i found just like being around writers day in and day out you know a lot of whom we continue to make fun of 15 years later but then also like us you, that we, you know still are in each other's lives i would say yeah probably say there's like a narrow set of circumstances where it makes sense if you if you get into a program that's funded sure. where you don't have to pay anything, it makes a yeah. lot more sense. Like spending yeah. a cent on it is is uh, especially one of those programs where you get paid a stipend too. Like I think the Missioner Center tuition is free and they give you like I don't know thirty grand a year or something, so right. that you don't have to work so much. Right. But the the flip side of that is that they take in ten people. But you approach it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But then I think at that point you have to approach it where you are looking for community and like focused writing time and you don't go in thinking that you're going to learn anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it. Like I, I wish the experience was, was more thinking that you're going to learn and learn anything right, useful. Because, I mean, like Nico's saying, it's all that. about like, just yeah. do the, just do the thing. Right. And like, whatever you do, just engage with it. And like, that's not, I don't need to go to graduate school for that. Right. Like, the parts I, I tried to switch to a, a lit major at Emerson, but I waited too late and too many credits weren't transferable and I would have ended up having to pay for like an extra year of school. I'm not doing that. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just finish the MFA. Right. But the, I mean, the, the literature classes were great. Right. And I think one of my struggles with the, there was no progression to the MFA program. It's like, you're in this workshop and then you're in this workshop and then you're in that workshop. I could reuse the same three fucking stories mm-hmm. if I want to. It's almost like I was paying a lot of money well, I was taking out huge loans to, to go to like, like a country club I didn't like, you, you know what I mean? And like, so like we, we ended up doing our own thing, right. And like working outside the, the bounds of what was expected while still being within the thing. But the actual, I don't feel like I moved through a course of study. And then the, the thesis I did at the end was a culminating work. Like I, I probably could have by the second half of it, I did right. that. So like once I started moving away from stories and into the novel I was working on, I was carrying those things forward. I was kind of building my own progression, but there was no, you know, it's not like when you get to the end of this three years, here's what you've learned, right? You're just paying for access Mm -hmm. to some people that maybe know a little more about writing than other people you have access to, right? You know, it's like we, you know, we had some like, yeah, I mean, it's like our teachers had had a couple books published and some moderate success, right? And 
you know, I... Or we'd find them in the remainders. <laughs> Box, yeah, like... I mean, my, my undergrad teachers were more famous than my grad school teachers, right? And, and so, like, but, but whatever, you know, so what are we, what's the point of the program, right? And maybe this is an Emerson problem and not an MFA problem, I, I don't know. But I think mm. I would have found more, the practicality of the letters on the degree aside, if there had been, like, a more thoughtful progression, like, this is what you like, I did learn to be a much better writer in that program. I don't know... Mm. It, I don't know if it was because of what they taught me or just because that's how I steered my own experience. Right. And like, like, what's the point of these things? Is it just to do a bunch of workshops? Like, you know, like what is the, what is the actual point of an MFA program? Well, I think to, to some extent it's, it's a broad mentoring experience, right? That you were, you're going to do workshops. Yes. But what you're really going for, or I guess along with that is a sort of like less one-on-one mentoring experience with the, the people that you, the, the, you know, faculty who are, who are working there and also with the other students too to some extent right like i think you're right brick i did i know my writing improved over the course of my time at emerson yeah. like 100 percent, and that improvement came from you know practice and repetition uh but also from exposure to critical viewpoints right like reading you guys's work and reading you know eric he's been the podcast with someone who when, his, when i read stuff i was like god this guy's really good i should try and be better as a writer <laughs> was really helpful because it just exposed me to what people were doing and it there's that thing about you know comedians say if you're the funniest person in the room then you're in the wrong room right like you want to be the worst writer in your mfa program so you are like learning from people mm. who are much better than you and I felt that a lot of the time. I was like reading people's work, or maybe not a lot of time, but at least half the time, I should say. Uh, I was yeah. reading stories by my peers, and I was really, really blown away by their stuff. And some of those stories I remember to this day, and I am still impressed by. And I don't think that would come as easily. I, I as a learner, I guess that wouldn't come as easily from the do-it-yourself method. I, like I a writer's exposure. group. I don't think so. Yeah. Because I, it's I tough. It's really hard. Well, yeah. Cause you have to yeah. just, like, try and suss out like, who do you want to be in this writer's group with? And also like, I'm such a introvert that I would just probably not do it. Cause I'm too shy to, to make friends, I guess. Yeah. And also I wonder if, if there's a distinction between novel and short story writing here, I think workshops are better for short stories. Just period. Yeah, for sure. Cause you time, can, I mean, you right. can actually finish it. <laughs> you can discuss the whole thing. thing, right? You can discuss yeah. the whole thing and really sort of look at it in a holistic way. Whereas a novel you have to, yeah. you know, have, several probably years of work to to get the whole yeah. thing probably quote-unquote workshopped yeah well so i think so what you're going to get away from an mfa like you can start off what well, you're not going to get grades don't matter yeah degree there should not be matter. grades in MFA school period but that's yeah. like a, no. the fact they're even pretend is a joke right and then it's really i think it's the two things or the three things i guess would be time like you're just dedicating your life while you're in an MFA program to writing. Like that's your pretty much your first priority. The second one would be the people. Like the if you find other students or teachers that you like or don't like. I I think sometimes, you know, if you don't like something, that helps me understand my own taste more than totally. if I like something. So it but but there's no guarantee of that when you're going to an MFA program. Like I mean our our program had nobody had ever heard of before right it's not like you know you're going to syracuse and it's working with george saunders like you it's just a bunch of people who by the fact that they're in the mfa that they're teaching in an mfa program means that they're they're not successful writers <laughs> no about that. almost all almost all of them right like there's a there's a there's that story i think i've told where neil stevenson 
goes to a, 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 a convention and somebody asks him where he teaches and he's like, I don't, I don't teach. And they're like, what do you do for money? And he's like, I write books. And they're, they're like, oh, you're popular enough to, that you don't have to teach? And, it's, and he's like, yeah. And that's, that's rare. And mo- like, so most of them you know, can't make a living from just writing books. I would divorce fame from success there. Popularity and fame, not exactly the same thing as successful. Right. But I mean, if you sell, if you sell enough books to, you know, I don't know. There's, it's just, a, I felt like a lot of those teachers w- were like making an effort, but like if they didn't have to, they wouldn't be there. They didn't have to make money somehow. That was just the best way for them to make money. I don't know, maybe not, not for all of them, you know, but some. And and then I think also just by virtue of the fact that you are paying the money, you have people with, you have more accountability and other people have more accountability. They have to show up to class. They have to read your story most of the time, et cetera, et cetera. And I think writers groups that I've been a part of with like strangers, incredibly hard to get any, any of those things. Yeah. Like you incredibly hard to find one person yeah, that you agree with or see things the same way. Or who will do the work. Who will yeah, do the stuff incredibly hard to find people who are reliable and actually do the, the stuff. Yeah. But I, w- I would say I also took a community college writing class before, I think before Emerson, and that cost like $200 for 10 weeks. And that at least got you the accountability because people mm. would at least show up. And, you know, none of us were very good, but, you know, that's that's a fraction of the price and you get at least you know more of of uh that kind of thing so i don't know if you're considering that i would say go to community college yeah just take take classes there yeah absolutely i think that a lot the core of of nearly all of the complaints we have at mfa school is the cost right the, the cost is the central problem because without that you know complication that sort of like that factor the issues about the people you're working with at the time or the faculty not being maybe up to snuff for what you wanted uh, would be less relevant because it would be like it was not as expensive like 200 dollars of a course whatever to take a workshop and if it's not the best thing in the world I'm like well okay that's fine versus multiple thousands of dollars per course is a whole different conversation yeah this is the problem with higher ed period is the cost is that control right so it's that's the if that could be solved or you know let's say regulated potentially in a federal way that would be hugely important and valuable because then yeah it would just be a way to get experience and to try something and that should be yeah. how it's treated as opposed to this like luxury. Yeah. It feels like it would be tough to regulate MFA. It's just because the degree doesn't mean anything and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> no, I mean, I just mean higher ed in like general. certifying MFAs. Like cost of college yeah. period, like regardless of program, yeah, like yeah. they're all expensive and should be yeah. the cost. Uh, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. I wouldn't say MFA is a worthless degree. I have a job based on MFA. so It's not entirely worthless. Yeah. And I would also say that, you know, it's hard to, I, I, I don't regret what I did because it had to, that's where I got here. And like, I have like, I like the things that I do. I like my job, I like my friends. I like the experiences that I've had. I, I feel positive about the whole thing in that sense, but it comes with a very steep cost and that's yeah. the that's the problem is you have to weigh that cost out and i wouldn't take it back but also it's definitely something i'm struggling with or living with uh, yeah. in in the real world and that's tough and that's also there's yeah. other factors there too it's the cost of living in the city and so forth but yeah that that financial penalty is is huge yeah. and really does take the wind yeah. to your sail sometimes and emerson was cheaper than a lot of them too like i remember yeah. going to columbia and they were it was like thirty five thousand dollars a year and it's like yeah. What about, do you have uh, scholarships yeah. or anything? They're like, no. <laughs> no yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Now, no. I just looked it up. Columbia now, I was I was like, I 
Googled the cost of an MFA at Columbia and it said $33,000. And I was like, that per doesn't quarter. seem right. Like that felt like it, what it was when I was looking at Yeah, per but semester. But yeah, it's per Jesus semester. Christ. So it's $75,000 a year. Year. It's probably yeah. like a three year program, something like that. So yeah. $75,000. Yeah. Just to come out writing like everybody else in the program. Yep. Oh, I mean, that includes your health insurance. Really good meal so. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely not yeah. housing. I don't get an MFA. No. That's, that's it. Don't do it. <laughs> so not for seventy five grand a like, year. Get, like honestly, get another. So part of the problem with an MFA is it's. I shouldn't say it's dead end, but it's it doesn't branch into other other PhDs as easily maybe as as a different degree, right? I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter when you're applying to a PhD, I but. I feel like there's more avenues with a literature degree than there is with a writing degree. And if you get a literature degree, you still, whether it's professional or, or, or further school. And if you have a literature degree, you can still take the writing classes, right? And I, I just would have done it the other way around if, if it was me. And I, I would have, I feel like I really liked those classes at the MFA where we were doing lit classes, right? And we were in some of those together. Those were good classes too. We were still writing in those classes. We were just writing more academic focused stuff, right? Sure. It's just that that progression and that that like you're working towards something is so lacking in the MFA, at least for me. That I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. I would I would maybe the community college thing makes sense, but I, I would get another degree and, and learn how to write through it because I, I think that experience that a lot of us are describing could have been gotten elsewhere, right? I, I just do. It's it just feels so gross. It does. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also feels like there's an expectation <clears throat> that if you're a writer of any kind you have one and if you don't have one it's like oh that's like why what what went wrong <laughs> and i don't really care for that yeah that's interesting though because that's it depends on the community of that in that discussion right because you don't yeah. think about that i mean 100%. we've discussed this before probably the first time we talked about this years ago none of the novelists that are writers that you love have mfas probably right most of them don't um and certainly not the the non-contemporary ones like your yeah the writers you love in the past did not go to mfa school to, to do what they did they yeah worked in grain silos and shit it's <laughs> the literary fiction writers of our yeah like our age and younger yeah the one thing i, I do want to like i don't know, continue to, to push back in a little bit i guess is the idea of like credentialing here and that like the the tying the use of a degree to its job prospects and that i don't think that learning is meant to be just training for a job right and so yes I, uh, you want some return i guess and you want the money to be to be you want to be able to, to have a job and be able to make a living mm-hmm. but i don't value education solely in terms of the quality of the job it gets you or the, the salary then go audit it though right like i mean you, you can a lot of schools will let you do that right for mm-hmm. for free or a fraction of the cost right yeah you can take you can take harvard and mit classes online right now sure right and, like so like like do that if you're gonna pay six figures for something you know like i couldn't find anything besides a job that i really hated with an mfa so now i have another master's and i'll pay for right. both of them and that's right. fun but it doesn't there's a there's a very narrow list of professional opportunities where an mfa is a benefit i don't know right besides teaching in higher ed what else is like oh you got an mfa I mean, I had a friend who is a lawyer now. She works in the AG's office, and she got her MFA Emerson like we did. So I don't know; those things can happen. It, it, well, yeah, you can you can get lots of jobs if you have one. But that, that, how does how does getting an MFA help her become a lawyer? 
Still right. Gotta, did she get it because of that? Like, did that I mean, help? Still, still got to go. Or did she get it in spite of that? Did she go to law school afterwards and take the bar? Well, yeah. Like, you, you have to... Yeah, so she could have done all that without the MFA, right? I, I could have skipped the MFA and then still gone to get my teacher stuff, right? right. And, like, I, I'm glad of my process, right? But I don't... Had I known financially that decision, like, if I actually understood the, the financial ramifications of the decision I made when I was 22, I would not do it again. Yeah, that's the bigger factor, is the is the, if if you're doing it, know that it's going to it's gonna be expensive and that that's, there's a reality yeah. to that. I think that's the problem with kind of the result is like if you are going to pay that much i i feel like there should be there should be demonstrable value mm. in it like you should yeah. have connections or you should have something else and there is like none of that is gonna have like the degree itself is not worth the cost it's not that it's worth nothing it's that compared to the cost uh, versus the cost of something like a like a law school degree or something you know it's 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 worth a lot less for the money. I think that's that's the X factor yes. again. It's like how much you pay. I mean, I, I, let's uh, we'll talk for Dave right now. I mean, Dave doesn't have an MFA, right? And he probably benefits more from having gone to Emerson than the rest of us. You know what I mean? Like your profession is more squarely in that arena than any of us besides Aaron, right? You have the same benefits of of writing experience and connections and hmm. and everything else. Right. Without the bill. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you, you took what you learned there. Right. And then you hustled your way into into a profession that you cared about. And then you are talented at and you and you work hard at. Right. And that that degree maybe would have made it slightly easier and sometimes to to get your name out there and to buy some credibility. But it wasn't a requirement. Yeah. of success. Yeah. Well, right. As opposed to many other professions where like if you don't have like you want to be a social worker, you better have a social worker degree or just the doors closed. Right. Right. And that is just not the case with writing. If you're a good writer, it doesn't matter if you have a degree. Yeah. And there's nothing. Yeah. You can make a living in it. I mean, like Nico was saying about law school, you can't be a lawyer without having gone to law school. You can be a writer without having gone to writer school. And there's no there's no structure in the same way. It's not like if you go to school to be an electrician, like you're going to learn. Right these things and then the, the the fact that you graduated from electrician school means you know these things and there's not there's not the same thing there's not the, even the same kind of consistency from class to class in the MFA program and there can't be really because it's it's so much based on the teacher yeah the it's students. like a it's not a trade in that sense or like a profession it's like a mental yeah like a thought practice or like a state of mind essentially yeah yeah, yeah Dave no, did the pull-out no. method of MFA school at the last second yeah, just yeah, busted on the stomach. Best decision I ever made. <laughs> I, I say that the the best decision I've ever made is dropping out of Emerson, and the second best decision <laughs> I made was enrolling. <laughs> yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like it's it's the kind of thing that all the positives that we've listed off are all real and concrete, and all the negatives are also real and concrete. Like they're all there's there's a huge cost to it. So it's it's hard to it's hard for me to say altogether yes or no. And uh, when I teach creative writing every once in a while and students ask about going to MFA school, I always tell them, like, I can't tell you what to do. Like, I, I, I wouldn't say. And I remember when I asked my undergrad creative writing teacher the same question, he said basically the exact same thing, which is like, I can't say yes or no. If yeah. you want to do it, you're going to do it. And if you're not going to, then you don't, you don't, you're, it's not going to be a problem for you as a writer. Like you're not going to, it's not going to make the difference in your career, but if you want to have the experience, you're going to go get it and you're going to, to eventually pay the cost for it. Not to mean in like a, a warning way, but just like a, a reality check way. That's the same thing I tell us. When a teacher says that, well, the answer is actually no, though, right? Like, 
I mean, <laughs> but here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do. Yeah, it's not a ringing endorsement. No, it's not. It's like uh, the answer. The answer is no, but I can't say no because I'm being paid by these. I don't people. think so. I think I think answer the answer is it's not no. It's just I can't tell we you. We need to just start our own MFA program. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell you because I'm under employment of the people that's dependent. Uh, on because you. I'm not you. Let's start our own right now. Yep. We should definitely start yeah. our own for sure. Yes, we should start Yak Babies yeah, U. Do it. Yeah, we will. Yak Babies U. Uh, yeah, you'll get a T-shirt and a thing that says MFA on it. Uh, you have our permission to call it a degree. <laughs> send send you a fucking diploma. Yeah. <laughs> We're I'll get a I'll get a, I'll get it notarized somehow. It'll be fine. Nobody cares. <laughs> Look, when I was at MIT, the chancellor had a fake degree, so we can do it. It's fine. She got away with that shit. For yeah, we're years. all as qualified as. We're more qualified the than the former chancellor her. of MIT, so we'll sign off on that. If we got to spend a few hundred dollars a year on, uh, just we'll make it a Patreon level. That's it. You want a degree? Come on, and send us your stories. Two bucks a month. <laughs> Two bucks a month. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to listen to all the episodes, and you have to yeah. promote them on social yeah. media. Yeah, you have to. You have to join the Patreon, and then you also also download from the main feed so we get download yeah. credits. Yeah. And then uh, an MFA will be yours as soon as you hit twenty dollars total. We'll drop tuition to one fifty once we get some sponsors. So if you if you can boost numbers where we can get yeah. a MeUndies sponsor, then we'll drop tuition to one one dollar and fifty cents. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be quick. If and we'll give out else. one scholarship yeah. a year. Yeah. To Bonnie. Bonnie, you're in. <laughs> yes. And we do not collect royalties. No, definitely not. And there will be a meal plan. It'll all be cream based. Cream corn and tombstone pizza. Yeah. Blue talk. <laughs> All right, listeners, talk to us about your MFA thoughts. Ask us questions if you want. We can answer them. We have experience. We'll hear what your thoughts are. Uh, we're on Twitter at Yak Babies. You can also email us those questions and thoughts at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com and uh, talk to us there. If you want more of that Yak Babies content, you can go to Patreon, where our future MFA will live. Patreon.com slash Babies For $1 a month, you can get access to all of our bonus content. There's really good discussions there. An entirely separate podcast. There's 101 Ghost Jokes Ranked. There's Snack Babies. There's a bunch of ones to come in the future. We do a whole bunch of stuff there. Uh, so check that out for that dollar, and you will be entertained and delighted in multiple ways. And of course, we have our merch, tinyurl, tinyurl.com slash yakbabies, where you can get mugs and t-shirts and posters with designs by brick on them. They're all really funny, and people will see them and think you are cool, which is the ultimate. So go ahead and do that. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, Gilbert, and William Howard Taft. Oh.